This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We watched The Resurrection of Gavin Stone, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. It's all about Jack and I. Well, aren't we nasty today? I want to see Cat! Hey. Is there more glass? No, same amount of glass, but you can just hear more. Mm. Yeah. yeah, baby. Losers, in other words. My wife. Bazinga. 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 Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have Good Christian Fun. That's right. Uh, That, of course, is Laura Dern. Expressing the holy gift of gratitude. Yeah, and graciousness. (laughs) That was the Dern. You just felt it. That's Laura Dern from Feel the Dern fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was in some movies, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Caroline, what is good Christian fun? This is a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture uh, from the lens of a c- progressive, <laughs> relevant worldview. We are plugged into this world, but we are not of it. Yeah. <laughs> Christians are supposed to be in it, not of it, of the world. We're in it, not out of it, of Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, we both grew up Christian. We're hey. we're steeped in it like a bag of tea, mm-hmm. um, and now we're here to talk about it and hopefully make it fun. We were steeped like a bag of tea, and now we're gonna spill it for you listeners. Oops, here it comes. Each and every splish splash. Week. Hey, Lord Dern. Speaking of Lord Dern, I just recently watched for the first time the historic Ellen coming out episode of her sitcom. Okay, yeah. Back in the 90s. And who is the woman that encourages her to do so in that episode? Laura Lord, Dern. Laura Dern? Laura Dern plays a woman who like brings Ellen out of herself in that episode. You know who's also in that episode, by the way? Ray Romano? No. <laughs> Ellen, you need to be you. Be gay, Romano. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Gay Romano is She's not- She's making it fun. No. <laughs> That's not a valid character. Not good. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know who else is in the episode? Miss Oprah Winfrey. As, wow. as Ellen's therapist. And she's like talking to her. Oh and, my gosh. And talking to her about like, you know, her struggle and like bring And it was such a, it was such a class act move and so savvy for them to like, yeah, everyone loves Oprah, right? Like yeah. they'll do whatever she says. If she's co-signed and, this and it's, then it's cool. So it did lead me. I do, before we get to the episode and, and, and we will talk about our, the movie, the resurrection of Gavin Stone and all this stuff. But I saw this clip, which I thought was uh, pretty classic. And this is from Oprah's show back in, this is 1997. And this is after she appeared on Ellen's show and obviously endorsed it and was an ally and supported and all this stuff and then she's like fielding questions from the audience about it so here's what happens what do you think i i think that it's great that you know someone like oprah who's successful has to pave the way for acceptance in the community i mean if this is what we have to do to break down barriers then let's do it that's what you think what do you think i i've seen it in the bible it clearly states that 
homosexuality is wrong. And I feel that you are a powerful woman and you mm -hmm. have done so much. And if you are going to represent, represent yourself as Me a Christian, in 2005. and then you're going to go on the show and say <laughs> that you also support that, it's, it's double standarding. Well, I and have a different view of Christian than you do. Okay? Okay. Oh, an applause. And the God I serve, the God I serve doesn't care whether you're tall or short or whether you were born um, uh, black or Asian mm -hmm. or gay. And so that's just a difference of belief. And I don't expect to change your belief today because I have, just before I came down here, I'm late today because I was in the makeup room arguing with somebody who was telling me how all gay people are going to hell and now <laughs> I'm going to hell with all the other I, gay people for doing, for doing the show. I take full responsibility for my going to hell or heaven. I take full responsibility <laughs> and I, feel that everybody that. who's concerned about me now going to hell because I'm doing the Ellen DeGeneres show, I think that you all should take that energy and try to create a little heaven here on earth for everybody. And I, I take full responsibility for it. That's I magnificent. See, I believe God created Ellen. I believe God did that. Right. And if gay, Ellen says yeah. she's gay, I believe God created her gay. I believe God did that. You can't stand up there on, on that show and in front of this whole American society and say that you... That you support she that. Knows. I, mean, I support her right to be who she thinks she is. Hi, YouTubers. That starts to feel a little unfair. <laughs> Hi, Hi, YouTubers. YouTubers. <laughs> Just like from her show, uh, shout at this woman, but she's wrong. Hey. So, yeah. oh, that's pretty wild for 1997, right? Yeah. It wasn't that long. You can talk if you want. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, pitch in. Yeah. I just want to say... Queer icon Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, we stand a queer legend. Oprah Winfrey. I mean, it wasn't like it was, you know, as subterfuge as it was maybe in the 60s or 70s, but still for 1997, that's pretty powerful. That's still to, pretty radical. And I really like the way she phrased it, too. She wasn't like, I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of what the Bible actually says or whatever. Or She's she just like, into... I'll go to hell. That's fine. <laughs> and yeah. And also, I love the way she puts it of like, why, if you want to take that energy and direct toward just making life better for people instead of quibbling over this, it'll be better. That's Speaking of making it. life better for people, let's introduce our guest. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, very special guest you may know her as a screenwriter and a comedian or as the co-host of the Bechtel cast I know her as a friend in Paddington ladies and gentlemen Aww. give it up for Caitlin Durante It Hello. felt like you timed that out perfectly with the music swelling. That was great. Very I tried to. Thank you. It's amazing. I do uh, forget the timing every time I do it. Or it's like, okay, does this beat? Nope. Still got to talk. It's like watching a gymnast do nope. a vault. And the, sometimes he does shakily. Shakily. <laughs> <Stuck> that landing. <laughs> I, and I might have fallen on my ass, but at the end, I'll always still do this. It's shaking at the arms. End. That's uh -huh. right. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the Caitlin. show. Thank you for having me. Glad you're here. Thanks so much for Hot, hot apartment. Love it. Steamy day. Happy in LA. to be here. It's 99 it's degrees. So hot today. I woke up in Colorado Springs, Colorado this morning. Wow. It was a crisp 60. Oh. Got on a plane. Did you like Check. high five with a grizzly on the way out? A grizzly named Dr. James Dobson. <laughs> and he says, stay cool, brother. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hope you don't go back to LA where the <laughs> air is unhealthy, brother. <laughs> Uh, and then got on a plane, and now we're here podcasting. Mm -hmm. And isn't that a sweet story? Isn't it a sweet story that a man approached me while getting off the plane and said, 
Bible college or movie editor? And I said, what? Do you, what? 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 And he said, well, I saw that movie you were uh, cutting up, so I thought he must be a movie editor or in Bible college. <laughs> and to avoid further discussion, I said, movie editor. Mm. That's basically what you do in I a mean, lot of with ways. the cutting of the... Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> did he... Wait, did he guess Bible college because he could tell it was a Christian movie? Well, I was fully watching the part where Gavin Stone is Jesus on the cross. Sure. Uh, accepting That's salvation great. from himself. I'm enjoying thinking moment. of a Bible yeah. class where you had to just cut a, <laughs> a CCM All right, movie project, of Jesus. Kids. Just make it torter. Shorter, <laughs> shorter tighter. No, torter. No, torter. No, that's yeah. the way to do it. Caitlin, thanks for gracing us with your presence. Yeah. So happy to be here. What is your background, history, relationship with faith, religion, Oh, I'm and so politics. I oh, saw your, you like visibly it. had to stretch your <laughs> neck out to get the tension. <laughs> so I was raised in a completely secular household. Uh, and I, I don't know how common that is for people our age. I think it's probably more common for people in like Gen, is it Z? I, I forget yeah. who the young people are. Gen Z and then like younger, but. You know, I was born in the mid '80s, not to brag, but uh, hey, I'm yeah. right there with you. Mid '80s, yeah. So '88, '89, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, my parents at some point before they started raise, raising children, both decided they were atheists and that they were, you know, not going to introduce any religion into our household or the uh, our upbringing so yeah. did you uh, as far as you know did they decide that together or was that like before they got together i don't really know um th- i think they probably just like both came to that independently and then like i don't even know at what time i know almost nothing about my parents relationship they have never talked this is i'm actually having a revelation right now i don't know anything about <laughs> How they met, under what... I know they met in a bar, but that's all I know. Hmm. I don't know anything about my parents. Well, we know it wasn't a Christian bar. One of those <laughs> famous Christian-themed bars. We at least know that. So we can do process of Starbucks. elimination. They went to... <laughs> exactly. That's how they met. They went to an atheist bar. Yeah. A famous atheist uh, yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Gosh, I've, I've always wanted to go. <laughs> and then they were that's like, crazy. oh, we're both atheists. We should get married. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so funny. And then they... Yeah, so I Secretive, know so little two. about their relationship. Do you want to call them up? We can talk. Honestly, I'll call my mom. Sure. <laughs> Finish that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah uh, it's because they don't have a good relationship. Ah, uh, but um, it it's fine. I'm okay. I'm in therapy. Everything's oh, you're good. fine. Yeah, what do you I'm have to complain fine. about? <laughs> yeah, you should be grateful <laughs> that you have something to talk about in therapy. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so they didn't raise you with any sort of like religion. Did they say, "Hey, this if you want to, you can try it out"? But we yes, they were they it. were okay. open in that way. In fact, they even took me to. Um, Sunday school a couple times when oh. I was, I think I must have been around seven or eight. Um, I w- went to the Presbyterian church in my hometown. Um, and the, and I just, it creeped me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> overwhelming. It smelled weird. And the adults there were creepy and just like the, I don't know, the decor, it was all just like, I can't even describe it, but um, I was like, this isn't for me. And because I didn't have any like parental reinforcement at home being like, these stories, they're telling you they're true and you got to believe them. Like I didn't have any of that. I, I just had no connection to 
you know, the, the theology of it all. And it just, I, you know, my like young child brain wasn't able to differentiate like biblical stories from like, you know, the fairy tales. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, Oh, it all sounds like fiction to me. So, uh, I did not become a believer (laughs) based on the like three times I went to Sunday school. It always amazes me when, um, atheist parents are like, well, here, we'll take you to church though. And you can give it a try. Like imagining our parents would be like, you know, we're just going to drop you off at the local, like transcendental meditation (laughs) center and just check it out. Just see if you like it. You know, I want you to be sure (laughs) they should, uh, or the atheist bar. Yeah. Or the atheist bar that we all love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have rocked. The kids <laughs> ate this bar. Yeah. So I I had just the tiniest exposure to um, Presbyterian Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was, I think, kind of especially weird for my circumstances is that I grew up in a very small, rural, conservative Christian town. So I w- we were like the only atheist family. Oh, Whereabouts? Yeah. Where is this? Uh, Western Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, they just, they're like, yep, we're, we're godless. And everyone else was like, Ooh, what is wrong with this family? I got like moderately bullied for really? my beliefs, uh, in school. And I even had, uh, my different friends of mine be like, you're going to hell. And I also had my grandmother tell me that when I was seven, uh, because at some point in my grandma's life, she decided to become like a fundamentalist Christian and uh, told me that I was going to go to hell. When you were seven? When I was seven. What? She was like, do you believe in Jesus? And I was like, no. She's like, well, you're going to go to hell. And I was like, well, I changed my mind. (laughs) You said, see you there, granny. (laughs) (laughs) And then she never spoke to you like that again. I did estrange myself from her about 10 years ago. That's wild. That's such a bummer. (laughs) To any, any child, the, the heaven and hell stakes, giving it to them so quick. Even if you don't, I like, I knew what hell meant, you know, I knew like I I had images conjured up in my brain. Like, you know, it's the, the, the fire and the brimstone and the devil. And like, did it ever seem kind of cool? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all like it to grind on the demons down there and like listen to Rihanna and stuff. It's hot, but the music's better. <laughs> Slaps. Well, I wrote a, um, I took a creative writing class in high school and I wrote like a cho- choose your own adventure story. And the uh, thing was at the very beginning, the char- the main character dies or y- you die. And then you basically get to choose what your afterlife is. This sounds so Christian. <laughs> Yeah, really? are, are yes. you a Christian? Caitlin? I think you might be a Christian. <laughs> I think that made you a Christian. This is the premise of a Christian children's novel for uh, sure. Well, the choices were uh, heaven and hell, and then like uh, but the way by which you got there would be like part of the adventure that you'd have to choose. So it's like, do you want to take like the stairway to heaven and like that, and then like that sucked, and then it's like. It was so long to walk up all the stairs. There's like a million stairs. So do you want to like turn back around? Do you want to like... This is so cool. Anyway, so heaven, the heaven I depicted in this story was like really lame. (laughs) (laughs) And hell was cool. So like... Right. Uh, Yeah. 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 So... Like I'm, like it is in real life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Heaven is for real. Hell is forever. XOXO <laughs> Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be really great. Do you remember the title? Oh man, I don't. And I don't, I never got the copy back because the teacher 
that this was for, I handed it into, and then he got fired um, because it was discovered that he was like a, a dancer, like an exotic, like a Chippendale dancer. Oh my god! I think yeah. So he, he got just, fired for that. Yeah, right. That's I mean, a well, that gig. that shows you what town I grew up in. Like that's the type of town I grew up <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, this is a pre-Magic Mike time that's too, sad. so it wasn't yeah, normalizing wasn't the culture. Exactly. Yeah, the storytelling right. they do up there. <laughs> did I tell you I saw Andy McDowell in the wild the other day? No. Yeah. Where? Whoa. Uh, well, not to dox her, but it was like Highland Park area. Okay. Basically, that's a huge swath yeah. of land. You're yeah. good. And it was the second time I've seen her in the wild too. First time was with her daughter. Second yeah. time just by herself. Huh. Still golden what goddess. What do you do out in Highland Park? Me and a friend. Hmm. It's right there. Okay. <laughs> it's right there. I wasn't meeting her, if that's what you're implying. You're taking laps You're best there. friends with Andy McDowell? Friends <laughs> 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 so far. <coughs> anyway, oh, that sucks so bad. <laughs> you don't get the copy of your story. And yes, Two lives were ruined that day. That's right. Right, and it was long enough ago now that I barely remember anything about it. But like, there's a part where you like you meet the Grim Reaper, and he's really cool. It was. I love it that. was my life's work. There's something so precious about young children that have such awareness of death. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, I might go here, I might go here. Who knows? What did you my think about adventure. death a lot as a kid? I don't think so. I don't know. No. It was just a cool premise. Yeah. Did your friends ever try to lure you into like youth group or anything? No, I did. Lure you in is a hard <laughs> way to put it. I'd say um, invited you to youth group. Tricky. <laughs> no, I would maybe have like, I would have sleepovers out every now and then on like a Saturday night. And then the family would like take me oh, to yeah, church. church. And I, they just assumed that I knew how to be in church or like that I knew how to use the Bible. And I like just didn't. So like there oh, was yeah. one time. You were like a regular Gavin Stone in there. <gasps> I trying was honestly, to follow along. Your life and this movie. Sort of, I have the same haircut now and everything. <laughs> well, you like, got it for the true. podcast after watching it, it right? Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. This and you are familiar. wearing like 2007 Ed Hardy jeans mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's well, my style. I would argue that Caitlin doesn't look like a vampire circa 2004 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Gavin Stone does in the movie. But. Like old time douchebag. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you. Uh, uh, oh, you had to go to the church with your oh, friends. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. like the the pastor, the minister, I don't know the difference, uh, was like turn to John Psalm blah blah. I don't even know the words. Again, I have no exposure to Christianity. Those were two right words. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So like, but you know, they were like like thirteen uh, ten or whatever. yeah, and I yeah. I like did not know how to do it, and I like was so embarrassed. Oh cause, man. You know, I just, I was like, oh my God. And then like people had to help me and it was wild. They make a fuss about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, my, you know, my religious background in a nutshell. Do you feel the same way now? Like, do you ever feel like, oh, I'm going to check out spirituality in this way or I think I'm good? No, the older I get, the less connected I feel to everything all that that's why I'm <laughs> oh my god let's talk about it <laughs> no, hey, more for that. Yeah. but i mean yeah there's every once in a while i'll have like an existential train of thought where i'm like how come my consciousness is in my body right now like how come i'm who i am and is that something that's like spiritual or divine like oh. what does it all mean and then i'm just like no it's just like you know, the chemicals and, you know, electrodes firing in my brain mm-hmm. causing me to, you know, have thoughts. 
and then I don't. But aren't you more than chemicals? I'm not saying it's a Christian (laughs) thing. This is not a trap. But I do like that. We were talking about that with Zach Reno about the idea of like, even for most atheist agnostic people, the idea of a soul is still a pretty beautiful idea, all things considered. The idea of like that there's something truer than science, uh, which I'm not talking about Jesus on a dinosaur right now, but the idea <laughs> that there's like like a trans a transcendent truth beyond like native biology and native just like neurons flying off in randomness and not saying it's the Christian God or the Scientologist God, but just like whatever that is. It's certainly something that I've pondered a lot, but in the at the end of the day, I'm always just like, no, this is just my hyper intelligent brain as just a human. I'm not saying that I'm like really smart. I'm just saying that we as a yeah. s- hu- species of of you know Homo sapiens have just evolved the awareness and consciousness and and all that stuff that allows us to think about these things and then i'm like yeah this is this is just my i don't i -hmm. do not believe i have a soul i don't feel and then you know there's plenty of like you know atheists like not like you said they're like you know they don't believe in you know any sort of uh divinity but they are still feel like a spiritual connection to the world or other people or mother nature and like I don't even know what that means or what that is. Like, I don't, there's nothing about me that feels spiritual, but maybe they're like what other people define as spiritual is are things that I feel. I just don't label it that way. I don't really yeah, know. Maybe it's just a semantic difference too. Of like you could just say meaningful instead of spiritual, right. you know, like significant. It does become the, like synonymous with everything else. Right. What do you find using like those terms? What do you find to be like some of the most transcendent things or like moments or events in your life when you think about those. Oh gosh. Define I mean, transcendence real <laughs> quick. <laughs> I mean like a, a beautifully majestic natural scene pla- place, you know, I I suppose yeah. you know looking up into the cosmos and saying, "Oh my god, there's there's an infinite universe out there that's expanding and that's crazy and and, you know, I, I suppose, like, interpersonal connections to other people, you know, people that you love and, and all that. I, I don't yeah. know. Is that that's the right special. answer? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think those are all very valid. <laughs> okay. I good. think that's what I would say most Nailed of the it. time, too. Yes, you did nail it. Thank you so much. Very Man, good. a really, really well-made croissant. I mean, oh that is a religious God. experience. Is, that, is this just random molecules flying together? Like, I don't think so. I taste that buttery goodness. I say, can I be an atheist? No, thank you. I cannot. There's nothing made this. I will not believe it. Oof. What the great. Hell? Yummy. Oh, oh, boy. Can I tell you a really sad story that has yes. nothing to do with anything? Of course. But, um, I was recently diagnosed with having gallstones. Yikes, that sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. Is that painful? It's uh, only painful when you have what I have now, ca- what I now call a sludge attack because I went to the ER uh, after having said sludge attack and they were like, uh, oh yeah, you probably passed some gallstones or, you know, there's probably just some sludge in your gallbladder. And Never a like, word you love to hear at the doctor's right, office. Right, I was like, sludge. sludge. Sure, sludge? yes, thank you so much. Um <laughs> So now I, I like I call my gallbladder my sludge pouch. Uh, I call my gallstones my fossilized sludge balls. Um, I've got I had a sludge attack. I yeah, have so one. everything is Rocky sludge. Mountain Sludge Factory. <laughs> wow. 
that's where I get that's where I eat <laughs> my sludge flesh. from. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I, I'm so sorry. So I now I can't eat like any fatty food because it might trigger another sludge attack. No. So I can't eat croissants for the, wow. at least until this gets sorted out. Fuck that. Okay, now I believe in hell. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm so sorry. It's been rough. Oh man. But, What's um, like your best treat now that you can like have? a grapefruit <laughs> or like raspberries? There's sugar cry. in that, I guess. <laughs> Raspberries. Wait, can you have like an apple? Is that fair? Yeah. Fruit? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Most fruits and vegetables are fair game. Mm-hmm. Um, avocados are apparently the fattier of the. They're very fatty. Yeah. But those are good ones. But I ate some guacamole yesterday and I feel fine. So Slush I free. I for three days. For another day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. okay, you're good. Oh, you're man. good with yeah. that. Oh, uh-huh. man. Yeah, that would test my faith, too. <laughs> what little is left of it right. right now. Oh, it takes so little for me to become, like, a, a monster. I've named, like, the five things where it's like, I'll no longer believe in anything if one of these five Mine's things Mine's like, I happened. get a sore throat, yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> no, that's the point! <laughs> <laughs> End <Vanity>. it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are your five things? Uh, my mom gets cancer. It's all family re- related, Aww, I think. You love that mm. fam. I do. Aww. I do. I just saw them too. Chris, so Colorado air. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think it really is like something happening to a family member or a close friend, like Nate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Caroline's husband. <laughs> Gestured at I gesture. I do. I do think about that where it's like that would, which is so asinine and self centered and no, not I mean, comprehensive of like a worldview in which most people's reality in the world, most yeah. people mm. have nothing and live under the threat of death all the time and die all the time for mm. no, no good reason. It's not evil being punished and good being dealt out. But when it happens to me, it feels different. That's I what feel it's this personal. way. Personal. But I think about my mom and my best friends. That's yeah. what I think about, first of all. And like tragedy happening there, I'd be like, well, I don't know if this is helpful anymore. Yeah. You know? Like uh, yeah, any, really any sort of like that. faith framework. Mm-hmm. I should list five things and then present them to you specifically on the podcast. Okay. Because it could just be, because I, I could go, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, one of my friends. Like, I guess Sounds those like are the five. Sounds like a sad second service we can do sometime hey! if you want to. Top five faith <laughs> destroying <laughs> situations. <laughs> Let's really feel it. What are yours? I mean, yours is like family Probably stuff too. Probably a similar one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Because uh, I feel like even just recently, like my f- my framework of how much uh, God has control over the world has changed, and so I think I would feel a little less invested in it. But yeah, I think random tragedy would would uh, really throw me for a loop. And I want to say that too, or really drive me like deep into church. I have no idea. I, mean, I could that, go. I honestly might go either, go that either happens. way. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot of great coping mechanisms. What are five things that would <laughs> rock your world? Caitlin? That would make me believe. <laughs> yeah, that would make you believe. Uh, God Himself would literally have to stand in front of me. So <laughs> it's would he have it's the, me, the rock hard bod of Gavin Stone as he did it? Or no. Oh my God, he he sh- he should be as hot because you know, like in um, is it Contact where like she has Jodie Foster has uh like c- contact, believe it or not, hey. with 
uh, Aliens. I haven't watched the movie in a really long time, so I think. um, So came out in '97, same year Ellen came out. You know what else happened in '97? What's that? Uh, Titanic came out. Um, Just had to throw in a Titanic reference in there. I know. Content representation um, and other stuff. Okay. <laughs> Iceberg representation. Oh, okay. So to to bring it back, yes. God himself would have to uh, make himself look like Gavin Stone, which yeah. so the t- uh, the contact thing is that like the alien, in order to be able to like communicate and and like be recognizable or something to Jodie Foster, who's like looking for aliens, ter- makes himself look like her late father. So he's like, I'm an alien, but I made myself look like your late father so that we could like communicate. I think that's how the movie, and sorry for anyone who hasn't seen it because that's the spoiler. Mm-hmm. We but... say spoilers for contact at the beginning of each episode, just in case it does happen. <laughs> right, right, right. So it happened we in this episode. Saving contact. <laughs> and again, I'm not even sure if that's what the movie's about, but I think that's what happens. I only saw it once like 15 years ago. Anyway, so God himself would, in order to be able to like effectively communicate with me and he would have to make himself look like like the actor who plays Gavin Stone because he is hot. Oh, sure. yeah. One of the most redeeming things about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Dalton you. is his real name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who I hadn't seen him in anything else. I know he's in like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Anyway. Hot. Marvel's Shield. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, it's so, it's so contractually sorry. obligated that they have to call oh, it Marvel. Canceled. This is true. It's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wild. Marvel on ABC. Shield. Okay. So God's there. He's like, he, and then, so he's like, I'm, I'm Gavin Stone, or I'm the guy who <laughs> who plays him. Yeah, and then he would, to, in order to prove his like omniscience and like all powerfulness and all that stuff, he would raise the sunken Titanic Whoa. from the depths of the Atlantic Ocean, bring it up to the surface, put it back together, the two halves that are, have you know split apart. He, uh-huh. he mends the ship, Beautiful. and then um, sails with me around the globe on. Titanic. In 80 days. Wow. In 80 days. Can I put oh, a bow on top beautiful. of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, sludge factory, gone. Gone. It's hey. done. Your gallstones, <laughs> your sludge balls, out of here. Now go and sludge world. no more. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds rad. So God, God would have to do all that in order for me to believe in him. Or her. Or, or her, them. Or them. Well, yes. Kaylin, we Amen have a surprise for you. God! <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> It's, it's like a 15-year-old kid with um, a backwards baseball cap. You guys want go over some lines? Or, <laughs> I'm just oh, referencing boy. Gavin Stone, which Dang. everyone's heard. Well, uh, we need to freshen up our towels. I know. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing your story, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. Absolutely. That. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Right on. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
Uh, no, but yesterday I, d- I did send her a whole article about toxic masculinity Ooh. and oh, views of men. And yeah. I was like, this is why it's like this. She's like, well, I sure know a thing or two about that. I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> you love toxic man. masculinity. Just <laughs> a cheery guy that's like. You're like, it's you, pro-toxic masculinity, You know what? Right? I, I can't help myself. I love it. Hey, call me crazy. I love some TM. Everybody's got a thing. David Lynch is into his TM. I'm into my TM. <laughs> that's my cup of tea. All right. Uh, very mad man for someone who meditates a lot. Anyway. David Lynch? Yeah. There's clips of him on YouTube going around. I didn't know he was like around. a big TM. Uh, he, oh, he, it's him and Seinfeld. Those person. are the two big guys. They're like, transcendental meditation. Seinfeld's it works. Mm-hmm. It blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And then it's like, give us $2,000. Like, it's very, right. it's, it's strange. <laughs> Anything with like a specific price point is always like... It's always $2,000 or something? Well, it's always like... For like the seminar, and you have to do this and this class and blah blah blah. It's interesting. Hmm. I mean, it's all interesting. Should be free. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive into the topic. Kevin's a person, and he's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we dive in now? On, no, we do both. <laughs> the resurrection of Gavin Stone, or should I say, the resurrection of Gavin Stone. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> nice job. Caroline's husband, Nate. Thank you, tight. Nate, for the drop. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 2017 when we were first thinking about doing it. It was on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. Oh. oh. So you do have to like rent it somewhere or upload it somewhere. I'm sorry for them. Uh, for your friends. I know. I know. I mean, listen, like, not to roast or toast it too early, but would you say, hey, listener, go rent it? Yes or no? I would say no. Unless you're a big Lifetime movie fan, maybe you'd enjoy this. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And that is like... Which I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Smart people. (laughs) Brilliant people. (laughs) Attractive people. Let's play... We did this on Second Service a couple weeks back, but let's actually play a trailer for the movie to give listeners who may not have watched it an overview. I was wondering if that was sweat. Caroline's got some spots on her shirt that are a (laughs) little mysterious I passed out a a cold towel to everybody that were wet. It's not sweat. This is the trailer for The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Infamous star Gavin Stone became a fixture on the party scene. Dad, you in trouble? A little. What kind? Kind where you can't leave the state until you've completed your community service hours. Hey, do you know where the uh, pastor's office is? You're Gavin Stone. You recognize me. Should I? How'd you know my name? It was printed at the top of your rap sheet. I'm Alan Richardson, pastor. Ah. So, what is it exactly that I'll be doing? I've never acted before, but I'm willing to serve the Lord in whatever way you see fit. You know, as gifted as I am with a mop, I'm ten times better on stage. We ask that all cast members be Christians. I am one. I've had the passion of the Christ for a couple years now. Is that it? No. Hi, everybody. My name is Gavin Stone. I'm auditioning for the role of Jesus Christ. Superstar. Let's just dive right in. What if you drop a single spot on me? That is the exact opposite of what Jesus was about. Don't you pick up on that when you read the Gospels? Well, yeah, you know, when I I read the Gospels, I pick up on that a little bit. Great first rehearsal. I have some thoughts. Coffee, maybe? No, thanks. Okay. Don't sweat it. She's just under a lot of stress, especially being a PK. Pastor's kid. She's Alan. That should have been Jason yeah. Manzoukas hey. in that role. <laughs> yes, that's who it should have been. You're right. Nice. Nice. Pursue's fail. That was good. Nice. Broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I don't think he gets the munching That's why we do what we do. Nathan Ely do the VO. Find, Find redemption. redemption. <laughs> Put that on. This is the best part. Why don't you come over there? No. Didn't you know who did it? 
Exactly. We don't want the credit. Hashtag words I've never said to my agent. <laughs> Why do you care if I stay? Because you said you would. I was rude and selfish, and you guys gave me a second chance. This is what we do. I surrender. My way didn't work. I missed out on all this. To your hands. Without giving away the ending much? Yeah. I want to know. We know if that it's the actor Gavin Stone gets crucified for his crimes <laughs> of partying too hard. Being too goofy. God works exactly, but I like what it does. We really do believe in second chances here. That was the theme song from the Bradley Cooper movie Limitless, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which we all saw and loved, especially the TV adaptation they did on CBS. Man, I listened to my Limitless CD nonstop we in 2014. Limitless, <laughs> Limitless. Okay, the resurrection of Gavin Stone. All right, baby. Brett Dalton as Gavin Stone. Neil Flynn, the janitor from Scrubs yeah. as Gavin Stone's Daddy. distant dad. To me, the biggest name in this production. Oh, by a by a moonlight mile, I'd say. <laughs> I think I'm still in my transcendental meditation, toxic masculinity character. Oh, by Moonlight Mile, I like toxic masculinity. I do, I do. You can go pound sand if you don't like this film. It was directed by Dallas Jenkins, which is a real name and is the son of Mr. Jerry B. Jenkins from the Left Behind franchise. So he's the man that wrote all the apocalyptic books that are like dad porn, like dad fanfic of what yeah. would happen when the end times happened. Or yeah, or rapture porn if you're into that kind of stuff. Hey, and you know I am. Is that so you can just leave right when things yeah, start to get right. hot? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's like a eternal Irish goodbye. <laughs> Essentially, you don't. So tell would anybody. resurrection porn be uh, like you hook up with someone and then three days later you're like, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, did somebody order another pizza? Who wants egg salad? Oh boy! So yeah, 2017 movie came out in January, but it was like a kind of a church co-production. You did a little bit of research. Yeah, did you read that thing I sent you? I read part of it on the plane, guys. Okay, I, I feel crazy. You've because been busy. I was on a plane like an hour. Ago. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, how well prepared you were. All things considered. Oh, I try. You're but, a busy boy, but, but what, I read it. What did you so find you in your research? To. Oh, what a fun turning of the table. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I bring a lot to the table. I know you do. Like a salad and maybe a Oh, but a you're starter. about to beep-boop, beep-boop us, and uh, I usually do that. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I was going to really drop a bomb by being like, this is the son of the Left Behind author. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he d- he tried to do another... Oh, he tried to help on that movie with his dad and like inform the Left Behind movies. I think the Kirk Cameron ones... But he says in this article they left because they didn't like the direction that the movie was going. Oh yeah, the mm. authors of the uh, of that book are famously unhappy and disappointed with the Kirk Cameron movies. That they and I'm did so not curious, like which direction it went. Like not, <laughs> not Christian funny. enough. Yeah, not, not funny. Not enough. a real hoot and holler. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then he did a bunch of I think just like little church films that maybe you play during a sermon is the impression I got. And then um, he did this movie and he quote said, before this movie financing came from my dad and some of his friends, but this one, the church funded it. So I had more people to answer to. Oh, okay. So it's like a, it's like a rags to riches story, but instead of rags, it's It's nepotism. It's a riches to riches (laughs) story. Riches being crowdfunding, like a GoFundMe. It's so funny that he like came out and said it. I'm like, yeah, usually my dad paid for it so I could call the shots, but not this time. 
people um, people tell you who they are you know they really do yeah. <laughs> and um this you guys will get a kick out because then i think it'll transition well into talking about the movie is he said um he really didn't like the beginning and the ending of this movie um but it was testing well and they had to keep it or whatever and then right at the last minute he got to redo the beginning which is what i think that like e segment opener if you want to get that a play shot to small screen stardom as clippy in the smash sitcom family life and had seemingly every kid in america say don't look at me <laughs> He fought for this <laughs> tooth and nail to get that in there. Okay, so, oh, so the director wanted that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that All was right. like his big, you know, the big pl- problem for him. Caitlin, something you got to know about me and Caroline is that we're horny for catchphrase comedy. Oh, sure. We love a catchphrase <laughs> in stand-up or in a sitcom. I love them. Your bazingas, your did I do that. I mean, that our theme song uh, is pretty much a tribute I, to catchphrases. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we got a fresh one now. <laughs> I wish it was better. Yeah, don't look at me. Honestly, I feel <laughs> like <laughs> shame-based. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm hideous. I was like, I'm surprised that's not an existing catchphrase from like a 90s sitcom. It's just like, I was like, yeah, that's pretty. The work. There were, okay, so I'm glad you said that because... I had a very, again, I watched this in Colorado Springs, Colorado, also on a plane with oh, weird no. men making comments at me. So women, I understand your experiences now. Wow, um, such an ally. <laughs> thank you. Um, one day. Because there were, there were so many little touches in this movie where I, I was asking myself, is this a good movie? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell. Because the idea of like, he was a child actor and he was disgraced. And you know, that's like, that's a lot of stuff. It's mm-hmm. Bojack Horseman in a way. It's, uh, it's always a compelling story. Dickie Roberts. And there's plenty of like child actor stuff. But but that flavor of it and his like stunted development, then in relation to like, what does spiritual maturity mean? And not that this was like the nuanced take that we deserved or needed in it. But like the idea that he wasn't just a dumbass because he was a dumbass. Yeah. Although it did get the world of acting right in that most people who are successful are hot idiots uh, who <laughs> deserve hot, to be where they are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, well, I do have maybe something that'll help be a deciding factor and maybe Please. thinking about whether this is a good movie or not. Um, quote, I love the resurrection of Gavin Stone. I laughed out loud throughout and then wept during <laughs> the what? scenes where he finally saw the real grace of God. Who is this? Former governor, Mike Huckabee. <laughs> oh my God. No! This is in no! their press packet. <laughs> I laughed out loud and then wept. What's there to and laugh then out I loud shot a dog because I was so overcome with joy. <laughs> There's also a quote from Dee Dee Trotter, an Olympic medalist. So there you Whoa, go. The That's the two quotes they have. Mike Huckabee okay. and a sprinter. Those are the two people who saw the movie. We got ever. Trotter or Huckabee. Which one you want? Both. We're putting both in the He's materials. greedy. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, well, I can't stand so by that. You're anymore. in good company, Kev. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but I, I want a little bit of solidarity here in that there are. No, there are good moments. Touches yeah. where it's like. This is all right. It's not, yeah, there's something there. I think this is a good Hallmark Lifetime movie. Sure. Is it a good movie movie? 
Yeah. I uh I I don't know why, but people find it really compelling, like the premise that someone pretends to be a Christian and is like goofy at it until they really care about it. This is half of Christian movies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this was Christian, was Christian Mingle, Mingle, one of the first movies we ever did on the show. There's another one they did that. Oh, the Ja Rule movie too. He like kind of pretends to be a Christian. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, what did you think about it? Well, as a right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> a better opinion. So it's I came into it thinking this is going to be so lame, so corny, so like badly produced. There's going to be like continuity errors, like the set, uh, like the camera work is going to look like walls shit. falling like, down. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Old people wandering into the shot. <laughs> Honestly, yes, and I think I thought that because so uh, when I was in high school, I took a class called or- the Origins of Life. And it um, it was like an elective, but you spend half of the semester learning about evolution, uh, and then you spend half the semester essentially learning about Christianity. I mean, that's the like only one they yeah exactly, but okay. like specifically Christianity and no other creation stories. <laughs> um, it was mostly just watching a bunch of videos throughout the entire class, and all the videos about science and evolution were like really well done. They were way more current and they were just like, uh, just like crafted really well. And there was like facts and science and things to like support the claims. And like, it was, they were just like well done, uh, videos. And then all the ones about creationism were just like, they were all from like the seventies. They clearly had like no budget. They were like really bad. Just they never like needed crap. to update. Yeah, they, they. So I was just so like, kind of underdogs, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I just like I guess I just assumed that like all Christian media would be like horribly done <laughs> based on that, which isn't fair. But uh, I yeah, I just assumed that it would just be like a shoddily done, uh, like really corny. Thing. Yeah, and it not to say it wasn't corny because it was pretty corny, but um, I was like, oh, they like they had a budget. There's some like production design here, yeah. you know. They clearly had they rented uh, a drone for a day and they had some aerial shots. Okay, good <laughs> for them. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, think that. There is a little bit more talent now in the field of like at least of film production stuff. And I think there's just like a lot of big names who've now gone around the idea of like we should make good Christian movies and not like the weird grainy 80s stuff that like we had been making for I wonder a while. if that's because literally everything is cheaper with filmmaking now so they can spend money on it. stuff right. that's like more or important t- like on screen talent. Honestly, I feel like it's the church also catching up on a delayed sense of like film is important or that people <laughs> like media and it's not going away anytime right. soon you know like how we're late with music or like radio sure like that you know sure but there yeah there was there was a good amount of stuff like production wise where it's like yeah this is fairly competent yeah uh more so than than you might imagine caroline is rushing out of the room to get us <laughs> so, get us our eucalyptus pads <laughs> And cool us down from this hot, hot oh, discussion. Thank you. This one's mine. Thank you so much. And on the subject of of uh, hot and needing to cool down, Gavin Stone, Gavin? Bre- Brett Dalton, hot it, snacker, snacker, no snack. I mean, like a very generic snack for me personally. Okay, okay, snacker, no snack for you. I mean, he was the only thing keeping me engaged. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, he's kind of fun. S- structurally, the movie is fairly sound. You know, the, we've got some exposition. We, you know, three act structure is present. Uh, you know, they didn't 
try to do anything wildly experimental. So, you know, whatever. But I wish they would have <laughs> really in this movie. It's like an entire well, dream sequence. <laughs> there are large swaths of the movie where there's like no tension whatsoever. <laughs> like you're just, and, and so you're, you, it's boring. You get, I like checked out and I was just like, oh, okay. Like there's a, the only thing that really happens that, carries any sort of dramatic tension is the final like act three whenever he's like oh i got this part i'm gonna fly back to hollywood i'm gonna abandon an alcoholic and being forced to be an alcoholic on camera (laughs) and then like returning and like people overhearing that he was gonna leave and abandon ship and all that stuff so that was the only bit that i was like okay there's some drama here but everything else was just like they clearly tried to establish some like romantic tension between Gavin and I forget the character's name, but like the pastor's daughter. And it just like, I wasn't feeling it. wasn't buying it for a second. Like, yeah, there's just like, it's just pretty boring. I feel like she was a different kind of character than we've seen in a lot of these movies though. You don't? No. Well, maybe in these movies, I feel like she was a character that I see in movies in general where there's like the fun, cool guy and then like the shrill, humorless woman who's yes. like, quote unquote, bossy, which I'm he literally funny. calls her bossy. <laughs> and uh, that actually kind of broke my heart because that actress is real life, a co- like a stand up comedian. Oh, no kidding. Is she really? Yes, yeah. Oh, I feel like no. we had seen that before. Like, you and I her? had looked at her videos. You're yeah. Right, we have. Yeah. Oh, well, that goes to show. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like, she didn't get to do any. In fact, they like make a point of how unfunny she is with like her little joke that she does. Oh, you're, of course, talking about. Put a little boogie in it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it. <laughs> Put a little boogie in it. I'm gonna steal that. That's <laughs> gonna. I'm working in that into. Please, my, I remember do. that better than his joke. All Christian movies are uh, public domain, <laughs> so you can freely rip yeah. from them. Oh, his joke being. Yeah. Tell me a joke, right now. You're funny. Tell me a joke. You can't just say a joke out of nowhere. Yes, Thank you, you can. I'm gonna show. <clears throat> this is hilarious, though. So. Guy walks into a doctor's office. He says, Doc, you've got to help me. I've got this horrible Twitter addiction. Right. Doctor says, sorry, not following you. <laughs> Big laugh. Big uh, laugh for that. Yucks. Yucks are coming and from the audience. And he gets to tell her That's what Mike funny. Huckabee laughed at so hard. <laughs> he was just like, oh my God. That's, but that is, I, w- I wonder if he stole that joke and put it on his Twitter. Oh, that feels like would, his brand. Except he would like somehow construct it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Sure. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, there's so many. I, I will say the, the part of the movie that I did find charming that I hadn't seen in any of these movies that we've done before is someone who's not a Christian pretending to be. We've seen that a bunch. But then, like, the way that they did trying to fit in and what we were talking about before about, like, going to a worship oh, uh, yeah. a service and then what that's actually like. Why are you whispering? <laughs> it's a church service. <laughs> and then... The way they mix the vocals here when he's trying to sing along is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Dallas said this was one of the funniest days on set. Oh, I would have been cracking my shit up. <laughs> Am I poisoned from the doing the show? Because I'm like, this is funny, and I, I think you are. made a clip, and strangers went up to me on a plane. You're like, this is cool. Um, but that is different. That is something with like, I I like specific stuff like that. Yeah, I guess so. And I and it the they were poking fun at Christians pretty well. Yeah, there pretty was pretty well. There was a few self aware moments I appreciated where it didn't feel. I mean, it's super didactic, in which like. Spoiler alert, he plays Jesus, he's not a Christian, he pretends to be a Christian because he wants to, he's so horny that he feigns <laughs> cr- the Christian faith. I don't know how horny he is. I use horny for... For the Lord? No, for, <laughs> oh, okay. For a humorless stand-up lady. That's true. There was, I don't know if you guys stuck around for the credits, but the final credit in the cast is Pastor's Wife and Crying Hispanic Woman. Those are two different cast oh. credits, unfortunately. Mm, cool. um, unfortunate. Uh, like there were there were some moments with the pastor himself. I thought were like he was like an even tempered dude and 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 not uh, didactic like you see in, in a lot of these he's movies. He's like kind of sassy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a sassy guy, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, or lines like this where he says, "I don't think he gets the story." He's not unique. I'm still figuring it out myself. Hey, we're all on our journeys here. We're all on our walks. Just because I'm pastor doesn't mean that I can't yeah. fix a radiator. Yeah, because she's like, there's no way he's a Christian. And he's like, well, maybe. Yeah. Don't be so judgy. So there's stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I, I allowed, like uh, I like that it allowed a little more life and air mm-hmm. into it than, sure. than usually. <laughs> sure. No. <laughs> fine. I meant it. Fucking fine. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Whoa. What is the translator in your Well, I got head? news for you, Caroline. <laughs> Hollywood isn't like church. <laughs> True or false? True. Hollywood or false? I mean, I don't know if it's true or false. Now, comparisons. There's power dynamics. There's abuses from the top down. Oh, sure. There's a whisper network. Unfortunately, a lot of stuff. Mm. There's. Is there nepotism in church? Because there's nepotism in Hollywood. Nepotism in church has never happened. Um, (laughs) Ever once. Yeah, this movie is the first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Both. Um, I will say I really was kind of genuinely invested in how this play was going in, in this movie. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it's uh it's very dumb. Like the the stuff he suggests is so dumb. Like let me be on a pulley system and, and like have these goobers hike Honestly, me up. Honestly, he should leave Hollywood. Like he should quit Hollywood. Like he's not. He's bad at he it. Very, yeah. But he's very good at local theater. Maybe yeah. Bre- maybe Brett Dalton <laughs> will when Agents Marvel's Agents of Shield yeah. does wrap up. Done. Maybe yeah. he'll move back to um, Georgia or wherever they are. Chicago? But yeah, then they, they show like huge stretches of the real play at the end. And you were captivated. I was kind of captivated because I imagine like sitting in that church. It looks kind of small you know when it's on your TV or whatever but being in that church and having you know the screens with the stars no, I and love the it. holy dove and then like the red lighting when he dies was cool. I was kind of into it. And I really was happy about how everyone really pulled it together and was a better actor at the end. My name is Anthony Matthias Roundstone uh, and I live for Jesus. The stage is a close second. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, like I that mean, quote. that could have been like a really fun like audition montage. We see them in movies all the time. Pitch Perfect, Bring It On, yeah. etc. But bring like, it on too. Bring it on to bring a uh, Pitch Perfect two probably. I don't bring know. on the pitch. <laughs> pitch three. Bring it on the pitch. Perfect. <laughs> pitch it on. Uh, <laughs> bring put, it perfect. Putting on the pitch, Rich. <laughs> 
So they have these fun audition montages, and unfortunately, Resurrection of Gavin Stone did not capitalize on the opportunity to have it. That was like a boring ass audition montage. I know, disappointing. I just, like that guy though. That yeah, guy's he he's a person, and he's my friend. <laughs> I didn't like the the weirdo that was like, I've been courting her for three years or something. Hey, that's me on a date if I've ever heard it. <laughs> I like how the I feel like the one woman in the entire production is like being slut shamed and like people are about to throw raw i mean i i'm guessing that must be a bible unfortunately story. there was a little bit of slut shaming in the bible in the word of the lord <laughs> yeah sluts don't look great in the bible <laughs> what? um so that was fun you know because i was watching it sort of from like a bechdel cast perspective which is on on your show the bechdel cast you talk about the representation of women in film and mm-hmm. whether films pass the Bechtel test or not. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, this one, I don't think it passes the Bechtel test because there is one female character whose name I do not remember, but she's the pastor's daughter. And then there's this more like a, she's the primary one. And then there's like a secondary or tertiary female character who like sits next to her sometimes. And I definitely don't know what her name is. And they, I think only talk about Gavin Stone. So. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered a third woman, and it is the deaf girl. But oh, she right. only talks to Kevin Stone, and maybe yes. Let's call her Stacy. Yeah, okay. I, her I think it might have been Stacy. It was Stacy. It might have been Stacy because Gavin, uh, one of the one of the girls that uh, lead female, which we're not doing a great job with uh, female representation by not giving her character a name. <laughs> so I, I should look that up right now. But uh, one of the uh, girls that Kelly is Kelly. Hey, who could forget Stacey. Kelly? She's the one who's hearing impaired. She's hearing impaired, okay. and so Gavin does speak to her in ASL, presumably. That was cool. Yeah, and, that was uh, All right, so some dis- disability visibility. That's, that's sure. nice. Yeah, Gavin cool. learned it for a Hallmark movie. Or did he say Hallmark? He does say Hallmark Yeah, he movie. does. Hallmark uh-huh. specifically. Yeah. It's meta. I, I hope that guy has a good, like, Hallmarky career. He could be good at yeah, that. Yeah, uh, he's one of those men that's, like, very handsome, um, but also just looks like Brody Jenner, I think. And like, yeah, you know, I feel like you have to be kind of an unusual handsome right, to be like generic. a movie star, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's just like your, your standard factory handsome, <laughs> your garden variety. Yeah. It's a man. He's like a Lego man handsome. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like uh-huh. Lego man with a, or what they say in the movie, a, dr- a depression beard. Yeah. Are we going to, we haven't mentioned all the fact that this is a movie partially produced by WWE. Is Um, it? Yes. yes. Wait, why? Do you have the tea on that? uh, No, I'm still confused about it because I went down the wormhole of WWE because they just decided eventually to become a production company and they're the ones that have made like all those movies for The Rock and Mm. for, uh, what's his name, John Cena and stuff like that. Like they did The Scorpion King. Oh, that makes sense. And then a bunch of other Totally non-wrestler starring movies, and then this jingle movie. all the way to yeah. the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown, <laughs> Scooby Doo and WWE Curse of the Speed Demon. No, yes. these are fake. <laughs> these are real. Scooby Doo WrestleMania <sighs> Mystery. Incredible. <laughs> what happens at WrestleMania? Uh, I got news for you guys. I'm Christian. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the policy of having? All the actors tell their testimony before they audition. No, 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 no. This no. was my first time hearing about 
testimony. Like, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tell us about your witness. Or twist whatever. ending, Kayling. You just gave your testimony on this podcast wow. in the Straight first half. That's what it was. Your life story, your journey, <laughs> how you okay, got here, okay. and how you're feeling now. Generally, there's like a formula to them in the church, which is either maybe you grew up with it and you've like always known God, but you're supposed to be like how you got saved, basically. Saved being like what led up to and what happened after the like conversion prayer that you prayed. It's like a redemption arc, essentially. It's just It like, is, yeah. I was bad and now I'm good. Yeah, for or, a lot of people, it's like... It or I thought good. I was good, but I was actually secretly I, miserable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though I felt great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or like I loved God and then I decided I loved parties more and mm-hmm. then eventually god came a knocking that kind yeah, of thing got it. okay i mean that no that policy is wild because uh yeah that's why i was never comfortable giving my testimony in in situations like that yeah. and especially like when it's literally an audition which is a manifestation of an insecurity where it's like oh you don't want to feel like you're auditioning with like your grief or your struggle your or whatever life. yeah has happened yeah. in your life good or bad yeah and it's like yeah okay tell us the, you know it made me it reminded me like how casually christians have to like perform their christianity for each other a lot of the time and um you know your your story of being converted or or coming to know god can be an extremely personal or painful thing mm-hmm. and i don't know it speaks to the certain level of like evangelical christianity we're just like well uh we just want to make sure you're in so you just have to uh, open up your heart and maybe a few stitches for us real quick before we do this funny play audition or whatever it feels like an amorphous boundary I, issue yeah like i've it? forgotten like oh yeah boundaries are so weird with the, especially around that stuff you know and the expectation too that you have a pat story that you could tell mm-hmm. and that you definitely are saved because i wouldn't have a story otherwise i think that god has something bigger for me god has nothing to do with this how do you know doesn't god want me to pursue my dream to be happy? Can't believe no, this. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what kind of Christian is this? Selfish. I'm not a Christian. Okay. What? Do you really not know that? She are says, you that fucking stupid that you haven't been able to figure it out? You so, like, dumbass. are you an idiot? Because I've been bumbling and shirts? fumbling around here. Yeah, he You're clearly phoning it in. He has. Seven jean jackets in this movie <laughs> yeah. of all different it gets, colors. It's like it's progressively like a little less douchey, but still. His last one is a white yes. jean jacket. Uh-huh. Liked it. Friends. I thought it was cool. Truly. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. He gets offered a part. He has to leave the, the production. And then that's when they have that conversation. He comes out, I'm not a Christian. Goes back. The guy who all hired him. All flights are about two minutes long. Oh, yeah. It's terrific. He's there and back <laughs> so quick. It's wonderful. And he's on set for some sort of TV show where he, the guy wants him to play a sleazebag because... He heard about him partying so hard on TMZ or from his agent or whatever, which is why he has to do the 200 hours of community service, which he does take track of on his app on his phone, which counts it down. Oh, yeah. I think that's supposed to be like tension yeah. for us of like, oh, no, yeah. he's running out but, of but his it, 15 billion it hours. It does not work. <laughs> Narratively, it does not do anything. <laughs> it's no. just like, oh, okay, there's an app. Because it's not like, oh, I have to leave right, once it's not this like, is done. Yeah, it's not like a time crunch or like usually something like that would be introduced to be like, oh, my God, it's raising the stakes it's raising the tension we're running out of time but this this one like 
that's his goal. He wants to be running out of time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this introduces no dramatic tension no. into the story. Well, and it's such a long time too that you're like, yeah. okay, well, we have 500 more hours. And most screenplays need some sort of clock. Sometimes it's very literal, like third act of Marvel movie stuff. And sometimes it's this in which it is literally a clock until a good thing happens and you're waiting <laughs> for it to go down and complete and finish. Um, but then he does eventually go back to Illinois quits being an actor forever because he doesn't want to drink alcohol on camera and he does perform as Jesus. But guys, he doesn't just perform as Jesus. Ooh, baby. He gets he a little jazzy with Jesus. it. He starts riffing and raffing all over the place, fully embodying the spirit of our Lord. I loved it. Well, he's probably taken, you know, improv 101, 201, all the UCB classes. Yeah. Right. So... He's just implementing his skills. Well, I don't know if you saw the prequel for this. It's called The 401 Grad Show of Gavin Stone. <laughs> and it was really good. And it was actually better acting in that one than it's this It's a shame one. it was just his friends that I came know. to that. Because I feel Isn't like a sad? lot of industry people would have loved Sorry, it. Sorry, you set something up and I cut you off. Oh, no, you good. Uh, there's oh, like, so he's like riffing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's riffing. He's doing jazz. Like Ryan Gosling style. This. And he does when he's like telling the rich man, like, hey, follow, give up everything you have and follow me. And Richmond's like, I can't. He does. Give them away. You'll have treasure in heaven. I cannot. Don't go. Don't walk away. <laughs> this isn't in the script. It's out on so much. So much more than anything you have. Gavin? I mean, Richman. <laughs> <laughs> He's also whispering through like 90% of this play. And it's like, no one can, you're not mic'd. No. Yeah, cuts it on. It's going yeah, like, is he, is he I know. I, I kept thinking like, oh, that was a cool take on it. And then I realized like he was just whispering. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that was just a small tool. I'm also just like, the production design of the, of the product, like of the stage play that they do, I was like, You've got some good sets. It was like good. The, I, but I was like, where do they have the budget for this? Oh, this is I a just, mega church for sure. That yeah. See, this is, okay, and this is an interesting outside perspective because most churches of this size that have a sanctuary like this are just stacked. Like, they have the resources to get the the big uh, frickin' backdrops Live and the big animals. video screens and the animals yeah. and the camels. Right, there was a donkey. The, yeah. But don't it, doesn't at one point, um, again, female lead, don't know her name. Her name is Kelly. Kelly. I thought she her was the... That was the hearing impaired girl. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, hearing impaired girl. I don't know if she's uh, listed on the Wikipedia Oh, gee whiz. Okay, credits. so Kelly. <laughs> yes. Kelly says something like, we don't have the budget for that. Or, and, it, and it seems oh, yeah. like something <laughs> small. So I was like, okay, then where did you find the money for like oh, these Guys, I need, we need to pause this discussion real quick uh, because we didn't research this enough. Kelly is Bon Quee from Mad TV. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on Mad TV. I totally yeah. forgot about no. that. Angela Johnson, who now goes by Angela Johnson uh -huh. Ray, is, is Bon Quee on Mad TV. It's like this viral. I, I mean, there's a sketch that went viral. A eventually. character as racially sensitive as Alex Borstein as Mrs. Swan. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yikes. Or Miss Swan. So, wait, Bon Quee Quee, what She's culture like is she appropriating? <laughs> Whatever culture this is. Yeah. Uh, okay. TBD. I don't know who she is. Did not know. Her. Work it out, listeners. The old side. But yeah. 
Uh, she was in that. Uh, oh, but, but, but yeah. oh, back to the play, Whisper Time. Wh- riffing and raffing. All yeah, the and then he riffs on the cross. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> couldn't tell if, if, if he was whispering to himself and people couldn't hear it or if he was mic'd and people could hear it and he was like... Is he talking to himself? I think it's supposed to be like a little bit of a double thing where like he is talking as Jesus, but he's also, uh, you know, venting how he's feeling at this moment, which is about like his own salvation. I mean, I thought it was rad. I loved it. (laughs) I mean, I do think the idea of, uh, I'm trying to put this in the right words, a story of a person who's embodying a thing that they don't care about, who then ends up caring about it a lot is like an interesting story. Uh, the fact that this just happens to fall into the formula of most Christian movies, all Christian movies where it's like, I'm not a Christian. I hate Christianity. Must be saved. No, I'm a Christian. (laughs) Although I did like that Gavin Stone from the beginning wasn't like, a true dick. He wasn't like a bad, mean guy. He was just like kind of like stupid and misguided. Yeah, stupid guy. Yeah, yeah. He was he like a like Tony malicious. Stark, if you will. <laughs> he wishes he had the brains. Oh come on! Oh, but then also, so he, yeah, he's like the party boy who has to like clean up his act, kind of thing. How has this ever happened? Where someone hears about like a reckless actor? like trashing a hotel room and, and then, then hires casting them, them yes. that way? That it, no. That's such a good point. Yeah, of like, well, you just can't play drunk if you've not lost, you like shit yourself right. in a hotel lobby. This obviously. guy is the Daniel Day-Lewis of trashing hotel rooms. <laughs> we gotta he get him. this role. It was like a TV role too. Yeah, it seemed so like a funny, like, yeah. like it was you maybe don't cast people like the that. guy made it seem like it was like a three episode arc. Like it wasn't even like a starring role, <laughs> yeah. and it's just Gotta like have okay, Gavin, whatever you say. Well, how does Johnny Depp keep getting roles? Tell me that. I mean, I want to think about billions Kevin? of dollars Answer. of insurance. No, well, I guess for uh, Fantastic no, Beats and where to drop them, <laughs> I think the issue was that they were locked into a three-picture deal before all the Amber Heard st- stuff came out, unfortunately. So to fire him off would have cost them probably hundreds of millions of dollars and like legal fees I and like paying to take him a off bed. The I'm like, co- when you get a breathe millions of dollars <laughs> and like court fees and legal stuff even though who Johnny Depp is Ugh. is a person that betrays everything that the Harry Potter franchise is about and JK Rowling's own personal values up you to pull this out point a bottle of Dior stated. and the thing about <laughs> spritz yourself with it <laughs> Oh, he gets saved. Oh, and then he uh, he has like a little quote unquote baptism where he like washes the fake blood off of him. Oh, oh pants up his that that body. Oh, I know. I didn't even really pick up on it until I read the uh, director talk about it. But okay. uh, it was steamy. I was like, this is a Christian film. I'm watching this man get it's saved. Horny. And he's just like wiping That was the horniest overtly that we've seen a Christian movie get. Oh, yeah. Which was wonderful. Yeah, that was a, that was a little gift. <laughs> Well, they're like we. If we have what's the actor's name? Brett. Somebody. His Brett, name is Brett, Brett Lind? Dalton. Brett. Brett. They're like we got Brett, Brett Dalton, the the genericest. <laughs> Brett Dalton doesn't man. even sound like a real name, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got it. Sounds a... about as real as Gavin Stone. Look yeah. at his Wikipedia picture. Oh, did I do that? <laughs> what was it? Don't look at me. Don't look, Don't look at, at me. me. <laughs> Wait, what were you gonna say? Dude? They're like we, the. They're like we got Brett Dalton. We gotta have show his nipples. <laughs> They added in contract, but it's like, we got Dalton, we're getting the nips. Yeah. It's, it's wall They one fought piece. for days over that. It's he really did for one show his nips. When you get Dalton. You get Dalton and then lefty you and righty. You get Dalton Juniors. The Dalton twins. The Dalton brothers. <laughs> oh, no. 
I do not look forward to nipples. Don't qu- don't cut that out and put that in the song, please. <laughs> it was There's so, so quiet afterwards. It's perfect for it. Damn it. It's all about checking up. Uh, let's get to let's get to our final thoughts, uh, final judgments about the resurrection of Gavin Stone. The way this works, Caitlin, is we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast. We send Gavin Stone all the way to heaven. Holy roast, it's a thumbs down. We send Gavin Stone and his resurrection to hell. To Did I pronounce that weird? No. Okay. I heard resurrection. Erection. Res erection. Uh, res erection. Speaking of erection. Or, or, or if it's neither. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send it to purgatory, which is. The space between. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Caroline, we start with you. Um. Holy roast, babe. You know, I'm trying to find some good stuff there. We've got the the deltoids of Brett. We've got um, probably, actually, I think it was really cute when he was doing sign language with the little girl. That was like the first time. I was like, oh, he's kind of a likable person at the end of the day. That was my favorite part, That was his save the cat moment. Oh, is that like a a trope? screenwriter thing. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, when it's your turn, I would would like you to give your full Bechtel assessment at the end of what you think about it, because I don't think we finished that. Okay. Oh, yes, I will. Um, And, (laughs) I mean, uh, we've been hunting for some some resurrection of this movie, but I think it's just generally a a stinker. A roast. We turn to Caitlin. Honestly, um... Because it exceeded my expectations and I had just the lowest possible expectations, <laughs> I'm going to give it the purgatory one. Oh, yeah. A space, space between. between. Space a between. gentleman's space between. Um, do I think this is a good movie by any stretch of the imagination? No, but because it did exceed expectations, I'll, 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 I've got to hand it to it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my Should I do the Bechtel cast yes. assessment yeah. now? Yes, so please. we So we rate our... Uh, movies on the podcast based on um, a nipple scale. A speaking of nipples, a zero to oh, five timely. nipple scale based on its uh, representation and treatment of women. For this movie, because like the one woman we get to know is this like I, I use it like a shrill, shrewy, like humorless, like you know, just painted as this like unfun lady Skeptical. who. Right, who seems to also be a dumbass because she cannot figure out that Gavin Stone is very poorly faking it the whole time. So it's just like, if you were smart at all, you would like smell this. Or maybe she's just so naive, but then like, that's also annoying. Anyway, I would give it like probably a half of a nipple. Of how many Mm, nipples? Five. That's low. So low. low. She was in charge, you know, so I'll I'll throw that. But. But then, like, she's also wedged into this, like, romantic storyline that didn't need to happen, uh-huh. you know. So, like, the only reason she's in charge is because the narrative wants to make her important enough to have her be a romantic interest to the hot man mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, you know, the, these are the things I think about. Yeah. Hey. Oh, you know, another part of that, too, is, like, the tension of being like, well, maybe you should let him be in charge, even though you're the director of this play. Oh, they kept asking her out in inappropriate ways. Uh-huh. That yeah, odd. and yeah. she keeps having to say no, but he you also, should really, like, give him more chance. Give him more power, even though he's a freaking idiot. <laughs> also, he, like, tells her to, like, relax. Different. He's like, just relax. Yes. Well, I'm just like, Gavin, shut up. 
So anyway, he used to save like nineteen more cats. You did hit hit, hit on an interesting trope of like the uptight woman who's like she's so confident, she's so good at her job, so she sucks at everything else. So she's and mean. It's, it's yeah. just like yeah, and she's a disaster and not she, funny. And she can't flirt or whatever. <sighs> she's bad it's at jokes. Jurassic World. Now see, I'd like to get a trope based off of me going, which is someone who's incompetent but also bad at flirting. <laughs> <laughs> The double threat. <laughs> That's what we're called. <laughs> Friends, maybe it's be it's uh the fresh Colorado air in my lungs. Oh my maybe God. it's the this air the jet lag that I've I've experienced having got in just half an hour ago. <laughs> um but I gotta I'm I think I'm gonna be Gavin this stone cold classic, a holy space between. I was it's got to be a space between. Because okay. I saw some light shining through. Yeah. Some moments. We didn't even talk about this stuff with his dad where it's like, I made a promise to your dead mom that I'd build a house. Oh, that was heartbreaking. That was sad. And Neil Flynn's good. I did meet Neil Flynn 10 years ago on the set of The Middle. And he oh. introduced himself to me. I was just some hanger on who was there with a friend. He's like, hey, I'm Neil. He's like the he's like second on the call sheet under Patty Heat. He's like, hi, nice. I'm Neil Flynn. Good, good to meet you. Good it could not have been more normal and approachable and accessible is that because you were wetting yourself and he was asking <laughs> if you needed a towel hi i'm neil can i escort you off the premises <laughs> i heard you screaming about cat dog from he a distance me. <laughs> my dad screaming doesn't remember by the way he doesn't he, remember, he doesn't remember <laughs> cat dog he doesn't remember it there's a story That's i've told on this trauma. show where <laughs> he spanks me because I wanted to see Cat Dog, and when I asked him about this weekend, he said, "I don't remember that." <laughs> so thanks for the trauma, pops. He didn't even remember. <laughs> it was special to me. Oh no! Uh, but holy, the holy space between, because yeah, I saw the light shining through it, and some merit, even though it didn't quite get there. That's fair. Yeah, I like the macro story of it. I really do like, as formulaic as it is, I felt pleased in a way that people that watch Hallmark and Lifetime stuff are pleased, where it's like, this is what I want right now. It's not great. It was like but very digestible. You know, yeah. it's just it wasn't challenging in any way. You know, it's just <laughs> like, okay, I'm watching this. I'm following. Sometimes this, you want a Starbucks you know, muffin. I'm following. Yes. I understand the story. Yeah. yeah. It is nice to not feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drop. Good at Christian Fun Pod on our Twitter. You can give it a roast or a toast yourself, so get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. And watch ballers. <laughs> and Game of Thrones. Let's uh let's bring it down now. Caitlin, we're dimming the lights in here. The candles are lit. Mm-hmm. We're in that big sanctuary again that we saw at the church in this very film. <laughs> It's probably a real band. I, I mean, bet it is, yeah. It's yeah. probably the band that actually plays, that at, plays that at that church. Yeah, because they were too normal looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most except everyone except for Brett Dalton was pretty normal looking. Yeah. Ouch. Um, <laughs> sorry, the cast Dang. of this movie, but you're not hot enough for me. Little girl. Ugly. <laughs> Dad, ugly. <laughs> Has anyone ever thrown shade at Neil Flynn? Because this would be the first time in recorded history. Uh, he is a handsome man, now that I think yes. about it. Kayla, on other shows, you might plug your projects or promote yourself, but we don't do that on this show. We lift them up. Oh. 
we lift them up, which is the exact same thing with different words, <laughs> like what a lot of Christianity is with other religions. Uh, we start with Caroline for that. Well, you can just shoot me straight to high heaven at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram, like a t-shirt cannon. And uh, I've been enjoying something that I'd like to share with everybody, and I don't know why more people aren't talking about it, but uh, Hugh Jackman is doing a one-man show. Like he's touring with it. Whoa. And he posts is it clips called, of it. Wait, is it called It's All About Jackman Off? <laughs> <laughs> it is called The Man, The Music, The Legend, I think, something like that. Okay. But he posts so, little bits of it to his Instagram. And I'm like, I like racking my brain to make sense of what the show is because he'll like, <laughs> he'll do a tap dance number, there's drums. He, he, like, does the Wolverine pose a lot. He'll bring audience members on stage. Okay. He sings from Beauty and the Beast. He, I, I, it's just amazing. Okay. It's so funny. Please check it out and have a good time. All right. It's all over his Instagram. What a good lift up. I thought you were going to say the society. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, but you already said it. It's all about Jack Minoff. And love uh, We turn to Caitlin. Oh, well, uh, the problem is that I have a huge... Uh, uh, Twitter obsession Great. and I went to the doctor about it and he said oh. I'm not following <laughs> I'm so pissed because I really was like what did he what happened <laughs> I was like oh so sh- are you not going to lift it up because you're trying to like I connect. I, 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 I my relationship to Twitter is perfectly healthy, hey. uh, and you can follow me there at Caitlin Durante, and that's spelled C A I T L I N. And then I also have that same handle on Instagram. You can go to my website, CaitlinDurante.com, and see my live stand-up shows, of which I don't do enough of. <laughs> and then check out my podcast about. Uh, again, the representation of women in movies, and uh, that's the Bechtel cast. And uh, yeah, follow that on like Twitter and Instagram at Bechtel cast. Yes. Sandra Paddington memes. She stands. I, so can we tell the story of like how this all came to be? Oh, yes, because I know Kim New Money, who's a wonderful t- photographer. Mm-hmm. I was talking about Paddington, and she said, oh, I just shot someone who did a Paddington-themed shoot where Caitlin dressed up exactly like our favorite little bear Uh and had the raincoat. It was so accurate. (laughs) It was wild. And she showed me a few of the pictures. So I was like, fun or was it for something Yeah, well, I just needed to get sort of uh, just updated, like, promo photos kind of thing. And I did. Well, I I had several different outfits. In fact, uh, to bring it back to the discussion earlier yeah. i also did a titanic hey. outfit no which i can share with you rose or show or you after i was rose okay. uh as she's about to be drawn like one of jack's french girls okay so not so much it a costume pretty sexy <laughs> <laughs> but i am wearing the the heart of the ocean necklace that's amazing but you did a split screen thing where it's like paddington then is drawing yeah, yeah, rose yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> Oh, wow. He's looking away. The yeah, whole he's, side he's, side. he's trying to be polite. <laughs> She's like, it's fine. You can look. He's like, no, I no, no so. I should. Oh, so then you, you saw these, promo these photos and, and, you, and you messaged yeah. me and Aww. you're just like, oh my God, I feel like we're best friends. Yes. And now we are. Now we are. And you can listen to uh, the episode of the Bechtel cast with Demi Adigewebe as the guest. Yes, we did about it. About the Paddington films. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, please also do. Also, Paddington Sin. Anything in pop culture you want to lift up? Anything you're enjoying right now? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I really liked uh, Booksmart, uh, which may or may not still be in theaters when this episode gets released, but I really enjoyed myself. You know what, though? I did see Caitlin Deaver the other day in the wild in Highland Park. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> oh it I wasn't get in it. Highland Park. I, oh, but you did um, see her. In I did see her, and I got I got a little flushed and flustered. My goodness. Me too. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I will lift up. Um, oh, I'm so, I said follow, but what I meant was lift up. Lift yes, up. yes, 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 yes. No, we took your meaning. We had to translate it in our heads, but we got it eventually. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter, and I want to lift up uh, The Art of Doing Nothing by Ginny O'Dell, which yeah, is a like wonderful, that? wonderful book that has, uh, in Christian terms, really convicted me. Rocked man. you? Yeah, th- that just really rocked me. <laughs> it just really rocked I've me. I read a lot of articles about that book, and ha- and, but not the book. I said the art of doing nothing. It's definitely how to do nothing, not the art of uh, chapter two, the art of mispronouncing my title, you dumbass. Uh, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Uh, Patreon.com slash good Christian fun. You get more good Christian fun every week. We do a second service. Uh, we got a real fun one coming up this week that I was waiting years to do before I worked up the courage to do it uh, without getting my feelings hurt by Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which it's now not stupid that we say that instead of iTunes because iTunes no longer exists. Yeah, right. so it's, okay, it's just whatever. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So okay. leave us a review there. We donate $1 to charity. Every review you leave in this amazing. month's charity is... Equal Justice Initiative. Fighting for racial justice. Incredible. It's great stuff. Check them out. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I've had such a wonderful time. Oh, lovely. Thanks for becoming a Christian just for this show. I, I mean, God did walk into the room and and sh- and bring put oh Titanic, Titanic back Titanic together. Is here. My building is destroyed, but I'm so I'm sorry. Glad you but he's God will fix it. He will. He I know everything. she will. You've yeah. been listening to the resurrection of Caitlin Durante, <laughs> oh and there's nothing left to say except for in all of Pod's people said, "Amen." Amen. Let's go out on some beautiful. A woman. True that. I'm oh. sorry you're soaked. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh my gosh. Because I'm so like, horny. Welcome to the show. Okay, I'm good. Let's go out with some uh, really Can good music down? from the from the movie. And I'll not look. Oh no, no, Nate. I'm sorry. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.